Welcome to the new Bash University Live. Uh, new open, Riz. New open. That was sweet. Yeah. Shout out to, to Jeff Olson, the greatest producer in the history of the world. That's right. Uh, for putting that together and uh, looking forward to uh, another edition of the live show. We've got one of our longtime speakers, one of the greatest anglers uh, really to ever do this sport. Uh, win, with winnings, man, I, last check, I think it's in the four mil range. We yeah. have some real stats on them, but it's it's the great David Dudley is going to be with us. There's been uh, um, a lot of stuff going on in the world of fishing and major league fishing where he fishes. And um, we're going to be talking about some of those changes. We're going to be seeing where David's at with his stuff. The move back uh, from five fish to every fish counts. How's that going to change the fishing strategy? uh for the guys over there we're going to be diving into all that stuff uh with dave looking forward to talking to him long time uh friend of mine i remember uh i remember fishing with dudley my goodness back in 95 right. back before that in the federation uh dudley was uh in the in the nation stuff we fished together yeah uh, he's, he's man, not he's from ago. he's from not too far down the road you know yep He's from Virginia. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So we we would bump into each other in the uh, nation divisional. Yeah. Uh, because Virginia was in, I guess, 13 states that were that made up our our division. And uh, he's been a, a, a winning angler uh, from then on to now. Looking forward. And obviously, you know, a, a, a veteran and done this sport in a lot of different ways. So, you know on trying to understand how this affects him and all the, the other guys. We're just trying to digest all the new changes ourselves. Look forward to diving in there and, uh, and having some fun talking to David. We are brought to you from by tackle direct. We are in tackle direct studios. As always, we have a really cool, uh, social like and share contest going on where we're, what's our like and share prize. We today, have Joss? the Cortland line master braid. Yeah. And a Rapala DT6. Rapala D. Well, it's crankbait season. It sure is. Um, it's Crankenstein season. Crankenstein season. And the master braid is uh, is really some fantastic braided line. Uh, Jake and I have been, we, we love the high vis 10 pound on spinning rods. We, we use it every day that we go fishing, but you're going to love it no matter what technique you're using it for. Check it out. Cortland braid line and like and share the feed we're going to be giving that away uh today and our for our grand prize rich we got a killer pair of glasses mm -hmm. hobies hobie eyewears they are uh they are floating uh sunglasses if you haven't checked them out you definitely should um they're the monarch really great lenses too they're polarized um i mean i wear them every single time i'm out on the water we're going to be giving away the monarchs in satin black uh for the frame and the lens is sea green mirror uh, sea green mirror so uh guys pay attention to the show because we are going to pull a question out from today's show and that'll be the grand prize trivia question um there's another great way you can get some cool stuff from the bash university as well right now and that's with the Frankenstein promo 
uh, that's currently um, the, the offer that we have right now to for new membership. And that comes with three Rapala OG crankbaits and a Bass U official hat. So, guys, if you've been on the fence, on the fringe, just kind of milling around, just hanging around, not signing up for Bass U, get signed up. It's crankbait season. We want to help you catch more big bass, cast checks in your derbies, go out on the water, and just have an all-out good time. Absolutely. Check it out. Come over, and uh, it's a great time to be studying up at Bass U. Always. I personally think uh, that we should change the Monarchs to the Pete Gluzak Signature Series Floating <laughs> Edition. <laughs> uh monarchs i think we can I, I think we ought to pitch the i think the folks so at Hobie. they yeah. would they might help you float yeah they they i i could use all the help i could get if you're like me and you fall in from time to time it's the glasses for you the pg float series the yeah i wear pg the dean floats the, the dean floats he that's a that's a that's a floating uh floating floating eyewear floating sunglasses floating everything but you know what's not floating right now our rate of fall seminar with Luke Palmer and shout out to Luke. Yesterday was his birthday. We actually released, uh, or, or yeah, last week we released Luke Palmer seminar and, um, uh, his birthday was yesterday. So happy birthday, Luke. We appreciate having you as an instructor, but that seminar on rate of fall guys, that was a really, so really good one. Yeah. Rate of fall. And, it's not always just your weight size, Pete. Mm. You know, there's a lot of other things that can go into this. It's your weight size. It's your line size. It's your bait profile. It's your hook presence. It's everything and how that affects the way your bait comes through the water. And, uh, you know, this past year, Luke won an Elite Series event on Santee Cooper. And rate of fall on his baits was a huge deal in that win. Yeah, so much the fact that he had to adjust his rate of fall throughout the tournament to match the mood of the fish. So, um, you know, that was a great, great seminar that 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 we released last week. And uh, next week, man, we got another awesome one coming out. Uh, it's going to be John Murray spinnerbaits coast to coast um, spinnerbait. It's not just cut and dry, right? There's mm -hmm. there's some modifications you can make. There's little things you can do to make a spinnerbait not quite the same as the guy that's fishing in front of you. And uh, John Murray, as always, is an amazing instructor for Bash University. He's been with us a long time. So you're going to want to check that one out as well. And uh, you, picked a, you picked a perfect time to release a spinnerbait seminar. For, it's time. For, this is the time. It is it's, the time. It's fall. The bait fish are moving. They're prevalent everywhere in the backs of creeks. We see them in our bodies of water. I know it's going on all over the country. And when that's happening, it's spinnerbait season. Mm. Uh, a lot of people have put them down in favor of the chatterbait. And, and obviously, they're both amazing tools. But when there's bait fish around like there is right now, guaranteed in your body of water, uh, it's it's time to look at the spinnerbait. You going to have one tied on this weekend? Uh, 100%. <laughs> Justin? Maybe. <laughs> We're still getting Justin are, going on the spinner. Are you anti-spinner bait over there, Justin? It, if there's one technique that I need to get better at, it is a spinner bait. I, I can't. I can't do it, man. Well, we, we have a uh, seminar for you, I, I brother. Watched I watched the whole thing, and I was just thinking the whole time, what am I doing wrong, man? I, mean, I don't I would think like that's one of the first lures. You know, a lot of people caught their first bass on. John Murray even mentions that in the seminar, but well, not me, man. It's all right yeah. for this weekend because Justin, I will have a spinner bait in yeah, my hand, and you can do your enough. thing behind. Yeah. We'll, we'll be good. We'll be good. Yeah, so. it's it, it. This time of year, I mean, I have 
little small bladed lightweight spinner baits tied up. I have the big blades, the heavier ones that, you know, if I yeah. need to get deeper, um, man, I, I have a, a variety of, of blades tied on. And if, if, if the rain comes, of course you got to have the, the thumping blades. It's, it's yeah. so much oh, fun. Yeah. It's yeah. a whole category, man. It's painted like, blades. Yeah. Just reminded me, I got to put a tackle direct order in this week because I need painted blade spinner baits. Jake has <laughs> stole all my, uh, bait my spinner baits with the little red front Colorado oh, blade, the kicker, that little orange yeah. kicker. He loves that that bait, and uh, so every time he sees one, he's like, Dad, can I put this in my box? <laughs> my goal tomorrow is to catch that. one on the spinner bait. There you go. I'm gonna bring one <laughs> ride with us for our content shoot, and I'm gonna have a, a spinner bait tied on that Epic Eric sent me. And I'm gonna Ooh, that's that. a good spinner bait, yeah. dude. That <laughs> is a good spinner bait for where good, we're gonna man. be. It looks good. So I'm gonna throw that freaking thing tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. We'll I wanna give a shout out to someone on the message board <sighs> whose name is Funky Fisherman. Let's yeah. get funky. funky. Let's <laughs> get funky. What's up, funky? And Chuck Fish crushed them on a spinner bait on Sunday. Yeah, it's spinner bait season, I'm telling you right now. And of course, if you're a smallmouth guy, don't even talk to me about fall spinnerbait fishing it's got to be one of the funnest oh, yeah. things that you can absolutely do and with all the small the smallmouth fishing that you guys do uh up that susquehanna river justin we got to fix this problem i know hey i'm ready to learn it's not for a lack of trying this year i'll say that i i've thrown it more this year than i have in my entire life but the spinnerbait shows me no love what is your favorite spinnerbait there's so yeah, many good ones on the board Talk, tell us on the board. A uh, Terminator is hard to beat this time of year. Uh, their baits, their blades mimic the shad so well, and their their fish heads. It just looks like a it looks like a school of shad uh, coming through the water. But uh, what is, what's your favorite spinnerbait for this time of year, guys? If you're just tuning in, Dave Dudley's going to be with us. We're going to be talking about man moving from five fish to all fish count. How's that going to change the fishing strategy? What has he learned about, uh, you know, how to operate in both types of systems? Uh, a lot of new changes at MLF. We're going to be diving in uh, with, you know, one of the greatest anglers on the planet, David yeah. Dudley. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. I'm looking around because everybody always flags me down <laughs> when I forget something. But we're good. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with David Dudley. Underwater viewing technology. Find what you are looking for. Catch more fish. Have more fun. Aquaview. Seeing is believing. Why do you love catching fish and rods? I'm truly losing less fish. Is the sensitivity of the rod. That's are made right here in North Carolina in the USA. Strongest, lightest rod, 100% made here in Sanford, North Carolina. From the drop shot rod to the flipping stick. 
Every rod has a purpose to it, and I rely on them all the time when I'm out there in a tournament. Durability in the John Cruz Worming Series, the counterbalancing in the handle. It's the only rod i found that can withstand my hook set. Boom, goes the dynamite. On the water, not spent fishing is a moment wasted. That's why Minkota and Humminbird have joined forces to bring you the One Boat Network. Products that communicate and integrate to help you take full command of your boat. Born from our commitment to making the most advanced fishing gear even better by making it work together, the One Boat Network will help you find, get to, stay on, and catch more fish. When One Boat Network products talk to each other, they can navigate your boat automatically. They can give you a crystal clear view of what's below with no messy wires. And they can let you lower, raise, and change shallow water anchor modes from anywhere on the boat. But that's just the beginning. We're never done innovating, integrating, and making your boat simpler and easier to control. All so you can make every second on the water count. Portland Line Master Braid, America's premium super braided fishing line. Manufactured in our Cortland, New York facility and constructed from the highest quality spectra fibers available. Cortland Line Company, made in America since 1915. I have to have the best eyewear. My eyes are essential to doing my job. It's the highest quality lens that I've ever used. Top of the line performance in these glasses. But they're priced for absolutely everyone. The everyday angler can afford them. As a touring professional pro, if I can depend on them, I know the weekend angler can as well. Hobie eyewear, built for the pros. Price for everyone. Welcome back to Bash University Live. Look at that, Justin. I don't even need a cue. I'm so on top of things you are here today. Yeah. You're locked dialed. <laughs> and I'm, all, I'm, I'm dialed into the fact that the early bird special is ending tonight, guys. We have our classes all set. We're going to be in Anderson, South Carolina, Gadsden, Alabama, Athens, Texas, and Shreveport, Louisiana. Love going to Shreveport. We haven't been there for a couple of years. It's going to be awesome Crawl to be fish. back crawfish you can find them just about everywhere i think we're going this year but uh especially those places and uh get your tickets now go to the bashuniversity.com the bashuniversity.com and buy get your tickets the early bird specials are happening they end tonight around midnight so uh get that get that done i thank you i look forward to seeing all you guys so many uh, people that have been with us over the years are, are, are signed up, and it's great to see all you guys. Look forward to seeing you guys again this year, and we'll keep you posted. We have um, we have announced a lot of our speakers, and we have a lot more speakers that we're going to be bringing to the table uh, for all of our classes, so we'll keep you posted on speakers and topics as we go. One of our Bash University uh, speakers that has been with us for a long time uh, and – is one of the greatest anglers on the planet is with us today. And uh, we're going to be taking on some, some really interesting topics. There's a lot of changes going on in the sport of fishing, uh, you know, changes in how the, how we're going to be measuring. We're going back to every fish counts, but we're going to be diving in with a friend of Bass University, longtime instructor, the great David Dudley. How are you, buddy? 
I'm doing good. Hi, guys. Man, it's, it's great. It's great to have you with us, Dave. I, we were uh, kicking it around. I think you and I fished together for the first time, probably back in the early '90s, at one of the nation uh, divisionals. I think that's probably where we ran into each other uh, for the first. I had to be like in the early '90s, right? Yes, it was. Uh, if I had to guess, I graduated in '93. So 93, 94, 94, maybe something okay. like that. Yep. Yep. It's been, it's been a long time and, uh, you know, it's been, it's been great watching your success. You won, uh, you won the M ones and that, that was, were they the last million dollar tournament? I actually, I think, um, Scott Suggs won the last million dollar check, but yeah, it was a forced wood cup on Lake Wachita, but I think there's been what three one million dollar tournaments in the history of the sport. And uh but Scott was the last one to rent it. And I when I won the millennium, I actually I, I ended up with set you it's like you could enter category I don't, I don't remember all the details, but like you could enter certain categories. So if you're a ranger it got you a hundred grand. So I ended up winning seven hundred thousand in that tournament. Yeah, that's a pretty good payday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll take that pay. Are you still getting paid off on that? Some some of those big payouts, they were like annuities or something, where they would pay out every year for like ten years or something like that. Or did they? Or did you just get a big lump sum? One check. Walked into the bank with one check. Yeah. <laughs> did the teller pass out? <laughs> I told her I wanted it all in pennies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Man, that's awesome, and and you've gone on to win, at, you know, at ev everything, you know, pretty much there is to win, and uh, and you're you're fishing over at the MLF. You've been fishing over there for for quite a while, and um, man, there there's a lot of changes that are going on over there right now. Uh, one of the, I I guess I wanted to dive into to one of the changes that that I think is really key for especially the Bash University guys is is switching back to the every fish counts. Um, that's going to be, uh, how do you feel about it? Are you a fan of that? Do you, are you looking forward to that? Or is that, or you wish you could keep it at five? I, you know, it, I, I look at those, it, they're two different games, right? The, the, you got the every fish counts and then you got the five bass. The five bass is what we know. It's what we all grew up with. It's, it's the, pinnacle of what we know as bass fishing then of course mlf came out and created every fish counts catch weigh and release it's like playing poker in texas hold'em both of them have different strategies both of them have different games some people it, it like texas hold'em some people like poker i tend to favor the five bass i I like the five bass. I don't care really which game I play, but if I had to choose, I would probably choose uh, five bass. And you know, we we voted on it last year. Like, it, like the the league came in and said, "Hey guys, we want y'all to to be a voice in this. Do you guys want five bass, or do you want every fish counts? Vote on it, and let's see where it lands." Well, the majority of us said five bass, right? Okay, so let's go five bass. 
Now we're back to five bass. And then the shocking news was, is that there was not another vote for, hey, you the anglers, we need to throw another vote. Do you guys want to go back to? If you, if you went one way with a vote, why wouldn't you go back the other way with a vote to right. yeah, after one year? It's like trying something out for a year. Ah, I don't know. Let's go. But ultimately, it's their league. Ultimately, they're going to do what they want. And they, they changed it back to every fish counts without a vote. So they voted. They gave us the option to vote. And then I reckon took away the vote and we didn't have a say no more. And, and Hey, here's the thing. It's a, they're a business, right? They're a business and that's what they're in. They're in the, the world to make money. And they made a decision probably based on money. I don't know their financial situation. And so I, I don't know, maybe, maybe it was a live stream choice. Maybe it was a whatever choice. I don't know, but Hey, you know, it is well, what it is. Well, I, I, in the press release, uh, Kathy Fennell is quoted and that's where, that's what the press release indicates. And that's why, um, it, it seems they made the decision is that the viewership was flat with five fish. Uh, it, it was a better viewership with, uh, every fish counts. And, um, it seemed, you know, according to the press release, it seemed like that was the leading factor in, in them making the decision to go back. Yeah, they, they did talk about growth and the growth of fishing and what people, what people fail to realize is that fishing is it is it's the biggest sport in the world more people participate in fishing of the sport per year than basketball football about anything baseball people families will go maybe once a year or somebody might fish a couple times a year it's an enormous sport but the bass fishing world there's let's just i'm throwing easy numbers out easy numbers Let's just say there's 200,000, um, you know, bass tournament fishermen, people who follow the sport, who know household names, who know who MLF is. They know who Bassmaster is. They know the leagues. Well, when you're a new league and you climb and you climb and you climb and you climb and you hit the pinnacle of that 200,000, you're going to hit a you're going to hit a stopping point somewhere, right? You're going to hit a halt. The it's not like it's not like this world is pumping in. Even with the high school and college, think about this. Even with the high school and college, there's been a mad rush, you know, of high school and college anglers, which is phenomenal. But it's going to level out somewhere, right? It's going to it, it's going to peak out. I would like to see the growth continue to go, but it's going to peak out. So what they're basing it on, hey, I don't have the numbers. I don't have the stats. I can't prove or disprove. All I can do is trust the league and say, hey, live was flat. We're going to go back to every fish count. I don't Whatever. Yeah. I don't know. 
Well, it's, I, you know, I, and I, I hear you and, you know, the fishing industry is kind of in a weird spot right now and that can have a factor on viewership. I'm not sure, but I will say this, the five fish, every fish or the every fish counts component is unique. And that is something that um, that really separated the MLF uh, from the other, from all other tournament trails, all other fishing shows. Uh, you know, so that that really by taking that away, um, you know, now you're you're competing toe to toe with every other tournament trail out there in the same kind of format. That did make a unique viewership. You got you got to give that to MLF. Absolutely. So he, here, here's one analogy you could put it to. Our attention span as as human beings has gone down to like six seconds, <laughs> but it, it has, you know, yeah, and it's like because two and a half, it, according to the folks in this room. What, what, <laughs> but it's because of reels, TikTok, mm -hmm. it, like we feed our our attention has went from 12, what it used to be 12 seconds. And because of this swiping, we need to be, feed, we're feeding ourselves dopamine so much. So think about this. Every fish count live stream is like dopamine when you're watching it. Like fish catch, fish catch, fish catch, fish catch, fish catch. So you're seeing, you're seeing this nonstop, right? That's what we're used to as a society now. We're used to instant gratification. That's what I want. I don't want to see a highlight film, which is ultimately what it is. It's a highlight film. YouTube is nothing but highlight films. You know, uh, Every Fish Counts is a highlight film. But if you watch a five bass, say you're watching Bassmasters, you're watching all the boring kind of the boring stuff, right? Which I love. I want to see a guy I not like catching too. one. Me too. Right. I want to oh, see yeah. him struggling, mm -hmm. and I want to see him in his mind go from boat docks to live scoping out in 20 foot of water. I want to watch the story unfold. I don't want – like there's different – and everybody has their opinions – I don't want a I don't want a, a highlight film. I want to see the whole story. I want to see where he's moving and how it, I can see what's going through his mind without being in the boat. That's me. A lot of people can't, but I can see their point in saying every fish count the viewer fit the viewership was much better. Why? Because it is we as humans are getting trained that we want to be fed, feed us, feed us, feed us, feed us. And if you want every fish count and live stream and they're showing you fish catches, it makes sense, right? Well, I, I, I hear exactly what you're saying. And I think there's, there's a lot of merit to that. And, uh, and I think, you know, I like, like what you said, I love watching the backstory. I love solving the puzzle. You, you know, you and I are in the tournament game, you know, that's, that's what fascinates me is to try to solve that. But I also, I like consuming it all in types. I like the highlights too. And mm -hmm. one, of, one here's one of the things. And I remember when it, when it came out and, uh, you know, we were watching it at my house and Ike was on the, on the cut line. 
uh, at one of the derbies and, and, uh, I had it on. It was, uh, it was a holiday. I was, cause I had my parents there. I don't remember what it was, but I remember my parents were there and my wife and my mom stopped to watch, to, to watch it go down. They, I could be, the only time I got them to stop to watch is when I fell in the water. <laughs> they, they, they're not going to watch. They're not going to engage. But when that was going down, where the, you know, it coming down to the last second, the last fish gets caught. You're in. I mean, that is that is a powerful thing. It it is. It's it's an exciting format. And and like I said. I think for the advanced, even for the, you know, when I say advanced, even for the advanced angler, towards the end is good, right? You're watching it. It's a, it's a game. It's like watching, you know, the score is 37 to, and you watch a team come back up and then you watch them go down and then it's the end of the game. That's when everybody wants to watch. They want to watch a good ending of a game. That's what happens with every fish counts. It is an extremely exciting format, right? But there's a a certain amount of anglers that I would, you know, almost I want to see that that story. I, I I'm in the advanced way of thinking. I don't want to always see. I want to see him making decisions going from this creek out to this creek throwing a jerk bait talking it out and watching his brain just work this magical puzzle out that fascinates me yeah. but i get it i get it you know it's a game it's like watching a basketball game two points three points and then next thing you know it's 45 46 46 yeah. 48 and you're watching this punching going on it's like watching a boxing match, and then at the end of the game, you got the winner. I think it's cool. I do. I think it's cool. So I, would, I, hey. I agree with you. I would like to see them keep that basketball game and throw in that, like, mix in some of that that strategy and that thought process. Um, mm -hmm. That's my two cents, by the way, because I agree with you. I'm As a hardcore angler, tournament angler, I mean, I'm I, that that's what gets my juices flowing. I think I think if they found a, a balance, a little bit more of a balance than 100% highlight reels, like you said, maybe give these anglers five minutes to talk instead of going to a 12-inch or a 12-inch or a 13-inch or a 13-inch or 12-inch or 13-inch. Give that angler five minutes to talk. We can see that game, right? We see the game on the chart, what's, what's going on. But, yeah. you know. Let's get a little bit of the background story instead of just nonstop, you know, fish catch, fish catch, fish catch, fish catch. Yep. It, I would know. also, I would also like to see him put like where they're fishing, like the parts of the lake that they're fishing in, as part of it, um, because. I don't like to work that hard when I go to these bodies of water. I want to know where I should get started. You know, <laughs> I, you know what I mean? But to, it, that's not really it. I'm fascinated. Are the guys catching them up lake? Is it, is it the clear water bite that's dominating down hey, lake? That's interesting. Part of, part of being an angler is map study. Mm -hmm. Why would you not educate people on map study? I think it's, you know, it's, education hey guys 
he figured out, look, guys, he went way up this creek. He's way up here doing this kind of stuff. This is a unique part of the lake, and he's the only angler that found it. We're in the fall of the year, and he's back here. Then you got another – I mean, it's map study. Why would you not educate people, you know, because rumor gets out of where everybody's fishing at anyways after every tournament. So it's not like it's a secret. Yeah. I I, I, I love to see that stuff, and uh, and maybe they'll incorporate some of that. But the, the, talk to me about fishing. We You're playing two games, like you said, right? Uh Five fish, every fish counts. How does that do? You, do you change the way you practice? Do you do you change the way you compete uh, with the different formats? Yeah, of course you're. <clears throat> but you're going to change the way you fish, meaning you're not particularly going to throw a glide bait, right? You kind of common sense, or you're not going to. Uh, let's say run a chatterbait over some deep grass where you got four big bites in practice and you think you can bust a big bag right. that that part of the game's out out the door mm -hmm. out the door or you went shallow with a dudley wacky and you had 16 bites skipping boat docks poker you're going to go out there and play the 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 chatterbait bite, the glide bait bite. Mm -hmm. Texas Hold'em, I'm going in there with the, the wacky worm. Every fish counts. I got to go to the boat docks or I'm going to get throttled. I'm going to get throttled. So, yes, there is different strategy. And you just, it's it's the game. It's the, the game we're being dealt. We can't complain. We can't argue. We can't do it, say anything else about it. But, it's the game we're playing. So, yes, you are going to alter your strategy. But but ultimately, it's this. A lot of these places we go to, we're not going there during the slaughter time of the year. Like, hmm. you're really just hoping to get bites, right? So, like, we're going to start off in, in Texas at Toledo Bend. I don't see this being a throttle, like a throttle machine. I see, like when we went to Lake Eufaula in uh, uh in um what Alabama and Lake Eufaula, Alabama, not Oklahoma. Right. Yeah, you know, if you look at our look at the standings, it's it was like I got six bites today, and that's how it is. Like that's exactly what I would probably have in a five bass limit. So it, it's a different game. Yes, you are altering, to answer your question, you, you're not going to throw a glide bank. You're going to throw something that's going to get bites. So, yes, you are changing your game. You're going to throw the, the Dudley Wacky Worm. Now, we've been seeing you throw that a lot. Uh, I, I watched you in, in a tournament this year where you were dominating with that, with that tool. That's a that's a sweet little little bait you put together there, man. And uh, you're talking about it on the air, all of, all of its little features. Can, can you share some of those features with us now? Yeah, well, it, it of course a wacky worm is one of the dominant baits in bass fishing. We all can agree with that. But what fascinated me when I started studying them is the movement of some stick baits versus the movement of stick baits and others. And right. 
and it took me one year to build it and the shimmy is what se separ separates mine versus any other stick bait when when you throw mine in the pool it starts to just shake all the way without even doing anything you throw it out there and, and after about 10 inches it, it'll it's like starting the motor like some other brands they don't even start to like a foot and a half mine starts at about 10 inches you'll start to see it and then wow. as it falls it starts to dance more it's about the shimmy so yes i'm very proud of it it's made by perfection lures and it's called the dudley wacky so i'm proud of it i never even considered that that what you what you just described dave so so yours i guess is it is it falling at a faster rate or is it just the the dynamics of the of the worm where that make the, that happen where the weight yep. is yes and yes like weight matters the shape matters it i i came across a picture of all my uh different variations when i was experimenting with it and i was laughing just yesterday it came up in my memories and i went oh my gosh I was like, I was taking a lighter and trying to piece together, you know, melting stuff together with the lighter. And then I'd run out to my pool and try it. And I'd be like, nope, don't work. And finally, I hit a combination. I was like, oh, my gosh, I hit the home run on this and watching it, watching it wiggle and do its thing. And it was it, it was an exciting day. That's why I say all, all stick worms like. It, it makes me puke. There's some <laughs> stick worms out there. I wouldn't even throw them in a Rubbermaid garbage can. I wouldn't even give them the privilege of that. Like, not even, like, they're, and can you catch some bass on all stick? Yeah, you can. Like, I can take the one few that I'm talking about. I'll catch some on them. But there's a difference in getting five bites on a piece of junk or getting 15 bites on something that's working for you every cast. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. People, in their mind, they think they're doing good with this junk that they got for a cheaper price. But ultimately, at the end, you thought you were doing good. But guess what? I got 15. You only got five bites that day. And you thought you were doing good. No, yeah. they were biting. So, yes, it, it's not all stick. I I will not say names, but I have I took a stopwatch. I would like a stopwatch, a ruler, line. I tested them all fair and square, and I would I know what brands on the fall when the shimmy if they shimmy when they start. Now the ones that don't are a piece of junk. You can flip those all day long. Who cares, right? You're just flip a sinker. Don't right. matter. But when you're dead stick in a Senko is when it matters. And that's that's what I have built in my wacky one. Nothing worse than when your your wacky rig stick bait, it does like the sideways slide down, you know, you yeah. need to do the side slide. I'm like that's yeah. not what I wanted you to do. <laughs> and you know what that is? That's a missed pour a lot yeah. of times. The missed pour when the salt didn't get they were low on salt. And the salt is heavier on one side than it is the other. So yeah. it'll fall 
it'll it'll lean and it won't shimmy correctly. I got your I got an image of your bait pulled up on my laptop and um it 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 appears to me because you know how with like some of the other stick baits you, you can't truly hook it dead center in the middle. You gotta you gotta move off it just a little bit to get that right shimmy. It it appears that yours is gonna be it's Symmetrical. dead center. Yeah. Dead dead yeah. center is where the you know and even with mine, like you can flip it with mine and see how it's got two bulging ends on it. You can catch them on one side, turn it around, flip it and flip it back out there and catch them on the other side. So you, and then you can cut it in half and make it a Ned rig. This small mouth go crazy over that thing. You just cut it in half and throw it out there like a Ned rig. They love it. That, so it's, it, is, it is perfection lures, the David Dudley wacky worm. Yep, Dudley Wacky. Dudley Wacky. Mm -hmm. got a question from the did that answer the question, yes. Josh? Sorry, I just didn't they didn't hear exactly what it was called. So I predict that due to the every fish counts, the Dudley Wacky sales are gonna be up next year. I will be throwing it. Yeah, we <laughs> I looked at the schedule during this, you know, there's times of the year the wacky worm, of course, dominates. And typically it's after the spawn is when the wacky worm really, really comes into play. So we're hitting a few of these during the spawn of the year, which until the fry start hatching, the wacky worm doesn't is not as dominant. When the eggs are on the bottom on the bed. You can float whatever you want over top of them. It doesn't matter to them. They're going to look at it. You know, they might chase it. They might be like, they don't care. Mm -hmm. But when the popcorn and the fry starts pop, 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 they start popping, and that fry starts coming up off the bed, guess what's in danger now? The yep. wacky worm. So it's there's a fine line in this tournament season where we're hitting the spawn, but if we're in the heat of the spawn and the fry have not started and eh, the wacky weren't, they, that's when you're pitching something on the bottom and bringing it through their eggs instead of bringing it through their fry. Now, some bass are going to get protective and they're going to bite, bite it, you know, even with the eggs on the bottom. But yes, I'm excited about this year, but I'm, I'm kind of apprehensive about the wacky worm. I I got you because we're going to be doing some spawn fishing tournaments. Are there any any bodies of water uh, that you haven't been to before? Uh, until three days ago, I went to the Chowan River, and I, and so I went rode around on the Chowan River. I lived in the Outer Banks for nine years, and the Chowan was only one hour from me, and I never fished it, but. It's an incredible, what I hear, it's incredible fishery. I, I didn't really fish. I just went and rode and looked, and it looks like a James River twin, like a just basic 101 river fishing, like just, yeah. Is, it the, is, that, the, is that the river that, that discharges out of Kerr and Gaston? Where? Because I, I heard that river was like on fire. Is that the same system? Yes. Yes. Okay. It, which is called well, it's called the Roanoke River, which right. is part not of the Chowan River, but the Roanoke River. They're both together. But 
they're yeah. both in play in this tournament. Not necessarily the Chowan, but the Roanoke River, which is right beside the Chowan River. I that's funny. Uh, that's awesome that you guys are going there because we had it just uh, heard just massive bags of it's, fish. Yeah, like coming like out of there. Thirty burgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good. It's a good fishery. That that sounds fun, Jocelyn. I know we've got some questions for Dudley. What do we got? There's so many. <laughs> <laughs> um, with your wacky worm, if you are flipping it on each side, does it change the color? Jonathan Smith wants to know. If you're flipping it on it, each side, does it change? Like, is it like a laminate pour? Oh no, I don't have any laminates. I think it's or um, sometimes. I, I really don't understand the question, but no, it doesn't change. It's uh, you know the colors I have are standard colors. You know, so it's not. It doesn't matter where you you, you hook yeah. it at. I got you. So some of the, I imagine, and they're thinking about the laminate pours. Some of them have different color combinations. What else? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. There's there's more questions about like the MLF and and that whole thing. Okay. But they want to know: Do you think that um, that the MLF could set a weight limit by period, like every second period only the four plus counts? Or set a parameter by its period. That is pretty cool. Interesting. I don't know. That's I've never heard that suggestion before. That you oh, that's pretty cool. So maybe every fish counts for the first period, if I'm hearing this guy right. Mm -hmm. And then the second period, whatever. I don't know. Catch the biggest five you can in that period. Ah, that's pretty cool. That's a twist. I don't know who suggested that, but think that's about cool. if you you did every fish counts, second period is your biggest five, and then the third period is your or, – or, that's a cool suggestion. Thumbs up, whoever said uh -oh. that. That's pretty cool. His yeah. name is Fat Chris. Fat Chris. <laughs> Fat Chris. Fat Chris, Fat Chris <laughs> man. That's a pretty cool suggestion. Dave, we, we got a so we got a question on the board that it's it's you know it's one that's right in the face of kind of what's been going on at MLF and everything. And um uh the question is, you know, there there were some situations this past year where, you know, there there might have been some rule infractions that mm. that took place and they were kind of gray area rules per se, you know, that are that are hard to enforce. Um have you heard or is there any conversations of of MLF taking a little closer look at things uh, in the 2024 season as it pertains to, to maybe some rule-breaking scenarios? I don't know what goes on in poly, you know, what went on with anybody else's polygraph, or I don't know the, the results. You're always going to hear rumors about people doing, you know, maybe some shady things. I, I I don't know. I ha I can't really comment on it. I know that in the one tournament, the rules were very loud and clear, point blank in your face, and the people that abided by the rules got blasted, got blasted over an assumption of what other people thought that they should have done, and so we got so people got blasted for following the rules. 
it wasn't any gray area in it. When the tournament director says on stage exactly what you can do and you follow the rules, there's nothing shady about that at all, right? You're, you're talking about the, the Cayuga Lake site fishing tournament. Yeah, yeah. Where when the tournament director gets up there and tells you the exact rules to follow on stage, what do you do as a citizen? Yes, sir. I'm going to follow that rule. Yep. Yes, sir. Whatever you say we can do, it, that's like saying in a basketball game, hey, guys, here's the out-of-bounds line, right? Here's the out-of-bounds line. Don't step outside of that line. And you got LeBron James who goes right on the inside of that line, comes back in, boom, dunks it. And people are crying. LeBron, you you went close to that line. That, that's not fair. What do you mean it's not fair? They said, do not step out of that line. I followed the rules, and you're upset that I went close to that line? Yeah. No, sir. I followed the rules. I did exactly what the tournament director said. So shut your mouth. And, only, and the only people running their mouth are just people who want to call you know, have something to talk about, right? So, just uh, yeah, uh, people, whatever. I it just people. I get it. That's a great. It's a, it's it's a rule that's unenforceable. Like you know, to target because we're talking about catching the same fish in the same day, tar targeting and catching the the, the in in the consecutive days. How can you ever be sure that where you're throwing and the fish you're catching is that same fish? How can you how can you be sure that ever? But yeah, it, 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 it's an argument that can't be won. But the the exact rule that everybody abided by was you you can blind fish for a fish and catch him as many times as you want. As many that, times as you want. That clarifies things. So. Yes. During the tournament, you can buy. Now, you can only visually fish for him one time. So that means I go up on the bed. Oh, look, he's going to the left. Oh, he's about to come back in the bed. Shake it. Oh, here he comes. Oh, 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 boom. Got it. I visually caught him. You right. can do that one time, Daniel Fennel says. Guys, you can visually catch it one time. Now, if you want to stay 30 yards off, bomb a cast over in that area and just fish and fish and fish, and maybe you might you can you can catch him 10 times in a day. It doesn't matter, but you can only visually fish for him one time. Set it on stage, set the rules, set right. it. Everybody in there knew the rules of what to do. Everybody knew, do not step out of this basketball court line. Here's the rule. Do not step over this line. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then when we followed the rules of exactly what Daniel Fiddle says, oh, well, you, you, you shouldn't go near. That's not, no. I followed the rules of what the tournament director said. Yeah, yeah, I get that, and 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 it's an, it was interpreted differently. Yeah, 
But uh, but at, as you explained it there, and as you, you say what he said, uh, you know, you have to. I, I have to agree with that. That is not an obvious infraction. I think some of the stuff that, like maybe the, they're talking about, and I've seen some criticism about guys snagging fish, hiding it from the camera, and not getting DQ'd. Information infractions that not getting DQ'd. There's, uh, I mean, there's, I think that's some of the things that, that uh, some of the people are talking about, like they want to see a strong fist that, you know, if we're seeing violations like that, you, you need to be pulled out of the tournament. Again, it's like me commenting on the war over in Israel right now. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I don't know. I'm not looking at their try. All I hear is CNN yeah. bull crap. I don't know. I'm listening to rumors coming in. I know what was on video. And supposedly there was a, you know, everything was done below the boat on the one videos. I think we know what happened, but I, you know, but you don't really I, know. Yeah, I, I think we know, and the polygraph maybe showed the truth of that. Evidently, it did. The other ones, I think, I, I don't know. Like I just, Look. it's a, it's a lot of gray. Yeah, and it, it, it is. All you can do is. Follow the rules, and that's it. That's you know, if somebody breaks. I, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I can't comment on somebody and their choices they made. But you know, you're going to have the 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 keyboard boys who are always going to talk. <laughs> like they they are. They're always going to talk. It, it it doesn't bother me. It it don't. It don't. It don't make me one. One bit difference with well, keyboard. I, you know, I, we had Trip Weldon on, who was a longtime tournament director for Bass, and we um we were interviewing him about uh you know just the gen how how you handle this kind of stuff. And the interesting thing he said, David, is kind of you know points to you know or agrees with what you just said is you don't know all the facts. And like you cannot DQ somebody on one thing. Like if they fail a lie detector, that that alone is not grounds for disqualification. Uh, you have to you have to fail lie detector test and be seen visually doing something, or get a testimony from somebody uh, that there was an infraction, or have some other kind of proof. Uh, three basically, and what he said was three things. You need you need to have three pieces of evidence to conclusively go forward with a disqualification, and it's really really hard to do. That's crazy. You know? Yeah. I again, I, I I don't know. I I can only govern what I do and how I conduct myself as an angler when other anglers it supposedly you know, go against the rules and, and swing the dice thinking they're not going to get caught, you know, and supposedly we all heard rumors of people getting caught, right? You, yeah. you've heard rumors of it. 
Like it's, but again, if I go by rumors, I will, and I'll watch CNN. Hell, we're going, we're going to war next week. You know, who knows? Like, I, I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So, and we'll just, never, know. we'll never, we'll never be, be able to look behind that curtain. Those decisions are the tournament director's decisions alone. And, and that's a, that's a hard freaking job, you know? Yeah. And I think they got to know what he, what Trip is saying. You got to know beyond a shadow of a doubt right. that they and did. It should be yeah. that way, right? You're yeah. talking about a, a man's money out career. Of yeah. You're talking about a lot of money, and you got to make sure you're getting this right to the best of your ability. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. It's a hard position to be in. You know, uh, everybody wants to throw the hammer down, but it's just like a jury. That's what juries are about. You know, when you, if there's doubt, you're getting off. And that's what you want to do is create doubt. And if that tournament director has some doubt and he can't beyond a shadow of a doubt put him there, then I think, you know, they, people might be But it, here's the, it, and truthfully though, I don't think there's, and maybe I'm giving professionals more benefit of the doubt but I would say out of the – well, as of right now, I'm sure you guys want to talk about it. But as of right now, there's 180 professionals in the world. Mm -hmm. Getting ready to be 150 professionals yeah. in the world, okay? Yeah. But there's – out of the 180 that stands right now, I don't think there's a single pro that's willing to risk his career – Hit, like we're what a dream it is to fish for a living and get paid to fish for. Why are you going to worry about throwing sinkers in a walleye's, you know, gillet <laughs> yeah. to make yourself look like you know? It's not. It's not worth my job. It's not worth my career. It's not worth what I work for. We're the we're when I say we, I'm talking 180. We're one of the best 180 in the world why do i need to i don't need to cheat i don't need to ask for help i don't need to solicit i don't need you to tell me to go throw a wacky worm underneath a dock i don't need you to tell me nothing you're the one that should be asking us every single question you're the one that should be going to bash university and figuring out what we are thinking about in our mind and learn from us I don't need nothing from anybody else. And for somebody on out of the 180 to take that gamble, I don't see it happening. Maybe we did see it once this year, and that was ballsy, but I don't I, I don't see it. I don't see anybody doing it. You know, you, you are you're risking your your dream, you're risking your whole career. So Jocelyn, you're no more snagging fish for you this year. We're not putting up with it. Darn. I'm out. What well, what do you got? Not to switch subjects, but this is something that's been coming across the feed a lot. David, what do you think that the guys are going to do that they know they're going to be cut? Do you think they're gonna go 
back to the bass opens or invitationals what do you great. think the next step is that's a great question and we were we were and david just alluded to that that we're about to call the professional herd uh down a little bit um this is a big deal uh dave like uh only 30 of the guys are going to automatically requalify um man it's it's shaking things up what you know, what do you, how do you feel about it? And what, what are you hearing from the other guys? I, I'm torn. I really am. And this is, and there's fair arguments on, not even arguments. Let's just call them thoughts. Okay. Right now, I'm my, uh, I, I'm not swaying one way or the other. I'm not saying it's fair to cut 30, and I'm not saying we shouldn't cut to 30. But, I think one of the best uh, thoughts that I had or, or discussions I've had about it was actually with James Watson. And James Watson was the one that brought it to my attention. And he said, hey, what we're doing is we're taking 30 careers away out of only 180. There's only 180 professionals as it stands, 100 elites and 80 Bass Pro Tour, okay? that's what is considered you are the top tier of bass fishing. So you're going to take away 30 jobs. Now, part of me is like, dang it, man. Like if I'm a, if I'm an angler who's, I, I'm not pumping at Jacob Wheeler's level, right? I'm not, I'm not at his level, but I'm a, I'm a inspired. I'm pretty good, right? I think I'm above mediocre. Well, hell, you better be way above mediocre to to knock it into the league, you know, to get it in there. Now that you took away 30, I think a little bit of a backlash is going to be the people that want to try to make a living at this is like, mm, I don't know. I'm probably not good enough. I, I don't think I could be there. I don't know if I'm good. And it, it's it's like a dream. It's like taking 30 dreams away from anglers. Now, on the flip side, we also are creating a lot more dreams. I had this discussion, too, with high school, with college, and all these levels that we have. We have seen an increase of anglers saying, I want to do that for a living. But yet on the other side is that when you're you're taking 30 jobs. Now, here's the biggest thing. Here's the other argument. You earn your keep, right? And basically what MLF is saying, if you're not one of the top 50, we go back down to AAA. Go to AAA, right? So the tour was started with invitation, which means we have to have a field to create to create a league. So, hey, we'll take you, we'll take you, we'll take you. Hey, you want to come here? Hey, I'm going to grab you, grab you. Come on over, drink some Kool-Aid. Come on over here, right? And then, then, but some of these anglers wasn't what you would, they may have been AAA at best, at best. AAA players, but they had a big social media following. So it was all strategy. So, hey, this guy has a huge social media following. 
hey, you want to come fish the Bass Pro Tour? Come on. Come on. So they invited all these people. Where they're at now is saying, hey, we're going to cut it down to 50. And their thought is that these 50 are going to flourish in the sponsorship world. We're going to cut it down to 50, which means you bottom 30, you're, you're, at, you're at AAA level right now. We want the 50 best of our 80 that they have. We want the 50 best of our 80. It's, it, it's what they're saying. Mm -hmm. So, and the way they did it was, hey, we're going to take angler of the year standings and da-da-da, and you guys go, and if you're not good enough, go back down to AAA, and if you prove yourself that you deserve to be in the top 50 in the world, then come on over. You earn your keep, right? Earn it. Compassion part of me, I've been in both shoes, right? I've been, you know, not pumping at a level that I should be pumping at. And maybe I think this is this is my 31st season, and I've made 27 championships out of 31 years. Wow. I fished 27 classics and FLW Cups out of 31 seasons. I've only missed a championship four times in 31 years. That's that's I'm, impressive. That that is I'm not saying stat. that. Listen, I'm not saying that because I think I'm this. What I'm saying is what if I in that time time span I had two bad years, right? What sucks is that these people that earned their right to come into the tour, they're basing it, their chance to get in is on a one one year season, right? Mm -hmm. I, as of right now, I'm feel I'm in the top 35 for a lifetime angler of the year. Okay. I think I'm okay as of right now, but what the bad problem is this, is that you're taking away 30 jobs. My compassion says, no, let's keep those 30 jobs, but it's, it's the league's business decision. It's not ours. I don't see a problem. If we're paying our own entry fees, why, why if we're paying our own entry fees, why does it matter if there's 80 or 50? Right? Why? Who cares? We're paying our own entry fees. Well, now, if they were paying our entry fees like they said they were in the beginning, I mean, if they were paying our entry fees, think about it this way. If you're paying our entry fees and you told us to throw crick do crochet in the period break i'm gonna do it if you said hey i want y'all to toss bean bags it yeah what else you hey i want you to show up at this school to do a promotion for them because we're paying your fifty thousand dollar entry fee sure hey we only want you to have one day of practice because we're paying your entry fee sure but when we're paying our own entry fee and I'm putting 50,000 of my own life. I want three days of practice. You're not going to, I want to work. I want to work hard to get my money back. If I'm gambling on your money, I don't care. You want us to play a volleyball game during period one and period two? Okay. <laughs> Let's play a volleyball game. I don't care. Sounds You're fun. paying my entropy. Now, will this but, change the payouts? 
What what's that? Will the payouts be be altered? I I gave up looking at the payouts. I I I heard we're six now we're six thousand four hundred in entropy and pay I don't when you're talking wow now wait a minute, thousand dollars it's it, six it's sixty four hundred dollars yeah. per tournament I think so I could Nine? be wrong but I'm pretty sure I think it breaks down to six thousand four hundred dollars per tournament nine tournaments I think it's nine if you well see here's here's the thing you get an opportunity to fish a team event which is exposure i i don't know mm. it's it, it it confuses me too i haven't studied it that much but i just i think to get back to the point of should it be 80 or should it be 50 my compassion says hey let's keep those 30 spots open let's give hope to the young anglers that they could make it to the top don't take away 30 of the only 80 spots we have but if you're looking at it on the other end how it equates to less money less budget i don't know i'm not in flw's book i i don't know their finances i don't know how much money they're bringing in so i can't really comment on it but I can comment on it and say, hey, they made a decision that said, hey, we're going to cut it down to the, the top 50. And we feel that 80 is too much. We're going to do it to the top 50. And if you're one of the top 50, cool. You're going you're gonna to be okay. But if you're not pumping on a, a professional level, get the heck out is what they're saying. Go out. So get out of here. Go back to AAA. So in the beginning of the show, you brought up the fact that there was a vote on the five or, or the unlimited to five, and then there was not a vote on five back to unlimited. Was right. there a vote? Did you guys have a vote on the field drop, or was that just imposed? Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, that was a shocker to all of us. So there was no yeah. vote? No. Why, let, why, well, let's, I don't know. Why would that, why would they be interested in cutting the fields? And I'm just thinking, uh, you know, with this problem right here, is it a, it's got to reduce the production costs, right? Less cameras. Well, less again, cameras. I don't, I don't know their books. So it's, I can only assume some things. Mm -hmm. I do know this, that, my chance with 50 anglers my chance of getting tv time which means live stream or tv time is going to be way harder with 50 than it is with 80. now follow me 40 40. live stream if i'm in the top out of the 40 i got a better odds of making it on live correct yeah if I'm in now, I'm competing against 50 anglers and more guys. Yep, 10, 10 more guys. So, automatically, I already know I'm getting less airtime. Don't, don't tell me you're going to give me more because it, numbers don't lie. We're not going to get any more airtime, right? 
And what difference does it make if you got another 30 anglers, it, it, you know, competing for the top 10 spot? Your camera is there, whether it's 30 deep or 80 deep. You got to see, you're paying the cameraman the same amount of money for that day's work. So it don't matter if it's 50 deep or 80 deep. So don't give me that. Again, I don't know, but I know logic says for me to get a top 10 out of 50 is harder than a top 10 out of 40, right? My chances of getting coverage is greater on the A, B, on the A, you know, on the 40-40 split field going into it, you know? That's an interesting perspective. I know um, back in the day when Bassmasters uh, did the E-50s, you remember those? Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember the philosophy or the thought process behind that was to be more like a, a NASCAR uh, type of situation where there was less competitors, which allowed the audience to connect better with individuals than they could uh, with a large audience. That was that was their strategy back then. The world is politics, and it's who's got the biggest, better brown nose. It goes by. <laughs> It, it is I, like I, I you, you. you you should get coverage and when you have fish gotta be careful when you got people involved in coverage who dictates what is to be shown and what is not to be shown who dictates what you can talk about and not talk about what is fair and unfair as far as coverage and you have them involved in the league <laughs> there's going to be some major politicking going on you're you're not going to get the coverage you deserve you're not you're not going to get it so yes it politics are here till the end of times and it's the nature of the beast, right? And it's unfair that they're going to give people you you get what you deserve, right? You earn what you get, right? And if you earn a top 10, give me some time, right? If you earn it, give it to me. Don't just hand it out on a silver platter to because you're because he took you out to eat or he's buddy buddies or took you fishing one day. No sir. But that's the way the world is, you know. Yep, I, I hear you. Politicking, that's an interesting word. I think one thing I think we all can be sure of is you're going to be safe, and we're going to continue to watch you battle away because you just you got the chops, you got the gas, and you're going to keep doing it even after all these years. You you keep finding yourself uh, in the championships, and that I don't think that's going to change very much. Um, the the uh, one question before uh, before I let you go, I was thinking about this, like, and and one of our guys mentioned on the IM board. What are you hearing about the guys? Like the guys that they're looking at it and they're like, "Well, I I better start looking at my other options." Are they are are guys talking about fishing 
the opens? Are they are they dropping back to you know the tackle warehouse and going to focus there? Uh, even the MPFLs, uh, I I hear guys starting to migrate in that direction. What are you hearing? Yes, 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 and yes. Like I talked to one angler yesterday. He's like, Dudley, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't. He goes, like, if I don't make it back into the, he goes, I'm already going to go get my captain's license. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I talked to, and I think what it is, is reality. These anglers that, and it, it saddens me, but it's reality. And reality says, if you're not pumping at a professional level, get out. You know, go. Get out of here. You're, you're not a professional. We want to give the opportunity to be the very best that there is. But here's what I'm saying. What burdens me is that things are changing so rapidly. And you see these young kids coming up, you know, utilizing – everything from electronics to YouTube to study study maps. They're, they're consuming all this info where, like Wheeler, he's a freaking beast. He's a beast because he studies. He watches. He, he, he's just a studier. He, he studies his job. Mm -hmm. So many anglers, even on our tour, have been on cruise control, and they're, they're like, yeah, these young anglers, you know, they're, 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 they know they can't go in the opens and requalify. Let's let's get real. Like it's mm -hmm. it's darn tough. You watch Bobby Lane and Ish Monroe take a leap of faith and go, I'm gonna go fish, you know, the opens because I want to get back and didn't make it this year. Freaking right? Hard. Yeah, it's 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 Bobby it's hard. Came so close. Bobby came so close. He did, mm -hmm. but the you know are these if they go this way are these anglers that that are getting booted or how, whatever term you want to use are these anglers that are being forced to leave the eighty man field are the chances of them ever making it. To the top five in an open after not, yeah, you know it's gonna be. It, they have to wake up and smell reality and be like, "Hey, <laughs> this is my last year of being a professional." You know, it's like Michael Jordan finally swallowing the pill and going, "I, I'm done. I, yeah. I can't. You know, I'm not pumping at a level of Wheeler. I need to give step back, give somebody else another opportunity, right?" I don't know, but here, here, but think about this. They have to cut 30, like whoop, 30 out of here, 30 y'all get out of here is essentially what they're saying. Get out, go back to AAA and try to qualify to come back in. Or they had a good feeder system going where five are coming in, five are coming in or whatever, you know, like, however they were coming in, you know, like through the invitationals and whatever you, you understand what I'm saying. So yeah. you, you had Wheeler Sheffield and whoever that new crop, the new rookies came in and the new rookies come in and the new you're weeding out, you're weeding out the P 
people that need to be out anyways, right? So you're you're accomplishing your same goal. But again, I don't know if their finances and how they contribute, you know, because think about this. They have to they have to for for all the marshals, that's eight days of marshalling that they have to pay hotel, you know. They're cutting the marshals and the hotel bills and the gas bills and the whatever food bills. They're cutting a lot of cost, you know. So I got to support them in whatever they do. I, I, I'm i with them. I like the league. I like, you know, we they're dealing us some cards, and all we got to do is play. You know, I might not like the game of Texas Hold'em today, but I might like the game after I play. I don't know. You know, it's they're a good league. I mean, they're, they're striving to make fishing a better sport. Right. And they're giving us an opportunity to, to fish. How awesome is that? So it's, you know, the way they go about it, I don't know enough behind the scenes to make, you know, concrete opinions, you know? Well, David, those were, uh, those were great words. And, um, you know, I think that sums it up nicely. And, uh, man, it was enlightening to hear you, you know, speak on some of these topics. I know you've been in those trenches uh, for so many years, uh, and I'm glad you had a chance to come and visit with us. And uh, we're all going to go out and buy Dudley's Wacky Worm yeah. uh, now, and I know everybody will this year. We'll be we'll be rooting for you out there. I know uh, it's going to be a fascinating year. I think a lot of people are going to be watching this year. Let me let me show you, tell you one more thing. My YouTube channel. I'm about to hit that hard again. I hit it hard for a few years, but what I'm about to do, I think everybody's going to eat it up. Like we're gonna. I got a big pool, and we're gonna start doing some underwater studying of lures. And it's what I've been doing for years. And it's going to be cool. So if you're not a subscriber, it's David Dudley Outdoors. Make sure you go and subscribe because here shortly, we're going to be pumping out some footage that you're not going to want to miss. And it's all based on a lot of lures and lure studying. So it's going to be cool. David, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for what you do for Bass University. And uh, best of luck this year, my friend. Thank you. See you guys. Great. David Dudley, everybody. That was, uh, man, passionate. There's, there's a lot of passion. That's right. That's a, a very passionate guy. That's uh man. He's seen all sides of this sport. Yeah. And, uh, and it was really interesting, you know, where he, uh, yep. you know, dove into the areas in a way that, you know, he says, you know, bottom line is they're here to try to, build this sport and make it better for us. And they're trying their best to do that. Uh, even though some of the decisions we may not like, you know, right. Yeah. Sometimes those things are hard to understand. And, you know, he, he did shed light on the situation from both sides, yep. you know, and that's, uh, that's refreshing that somebody can do that. And, you know, it's, if there's a guy that's credible to, to, to do that, it's, 
definitely a guy a like guy David. Made I mean? 27 championships out of 31 years or third, whatever he said. Yeah. That's an amazing stat. Yeah. Uh, really good stuff. Guys, we're going to be giving away some stuff. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to be preparing a grand prize question where we're going to be giving away a brand new pair of Hobie sunglasses, uh, as well as like and share the feed. If you're watching over on social, um, oh, that's right. We're giving away some Cortland <laughs> Master Braid and a Rapala DT6, an amazing fall crankbait. Yeah. So we'll be right back after this. leader in underwater viewing technology. Find what you are looking for. Catch more fish. Have more fun. Aquaview. Seeing is believing. Why do you love catching fish and rods? I'm truly losing less fish. Is the sensitivity of the rod. That are made right here in North Carolina in the USA. Strongest, lightest rod, 100% made here in Sanford, North Carolina. From the drop shot rod to the flipping stick. Every rod has a purpose to it, and I rely on them all the time when I'm out there in a tournament. Durability in the John Cruz Worming series, the counterbalancing in the handle. It's the only rod I've found that can withstand my hook set. Boom, goes the dynamite. On the water, not spent fishing is a moment wasted. That's why Minkota and Humminbird have joined forces to bring you the One Boat Network. Products that communicate and integrate to help you take full command of your boat. Born from our commitment to making the most advanced fishing gear even better by making it work together. The One Boat Network will help you find, get to, stay on, and catch more fish. When One Boat Network products talk to each other, they can navigate your boat automatically. They can give you a crystal clear view of what's below with no messy wires. And they can let you lower, raise, and change shallow water anchor modes from anywhere on the boat. But that's just the beginning. We're never done innovating, integrating, and making your boat simpler and easier to control. All so you can make every second on the water count. Portland Line Master Braid, America's premium super braided fishing line. Manufactured in our Cortland, New York facility and constructed from the highest quality spectra fibers available. Cortland Line Company, made in America since 1915. I have to have the best eyewear. My eyes are essential to doing my job. It's the highest quality lens that I've ever used. Top of the line performance in these glasses. But they're priced for absolutely everyone. The everyday angler can afford them. As a touring professional pro, if I can depend on them, I know the weekend angler can as well. Hobie Eyewear, built for the pros. Price for everyone. <laughs> 
And we're back. <laughs> Welcome back to Bass University Live. Welcome back. You know what was interesting? I one you know the movie Moneyball. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. But yep. there's a quote from that that kind of applied to some of what David was talking about. Is like uh we're all told at some point we can no longer play the children's game. Mm-hmm. Some of us are told at 18, some of us are told at 40. Yep. But we're all told. And that's except for Rick Klon. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody eventually will get told. But uh but what what a what a cool interview. Great comments. Uh, appreciate all you guys watching and being part of the conversation. I know it's uh it, a lot of big changes coming in the industry right now. So uh, appreciate David for coming on and, and and being honest and and uh you know i just want to applaud him for that because it's hard to do when you're in the face of controversy like that uh to be able to you know step out and just say what's on your mind and um and then you know not everybody's willing to do that yeah you know yeah um he's so not afraid to voice for his that. opinion and that's yeah. why we like him. yeah yeah and he, i think he did a good job and he, he accounted for himself nicely in that interview so thank you for that. Uh, we have a Facebook like and share. This is your last chance. Get that done, guys. And we're going to ask a grand prize question. Justin. All right. I'll do the, the grand prize question this week. So when uh, Dudley was talking about his famous little worm he has, he mentioned uh, how many inches below the surface before it starts shimmying. So uh, throw that answer in there. How many? inches how far down before it's like you know what's amazing is how many baits he was talking about that didn't do anything it's answered dan l all right (laughs) is that the first guess Mm -hmm. that was so fast i thought we had some kind of a delay dan the man allen i think i think dan i think dan has the room bugged we've yeah we've uh we're suspicious (laughs) yeah does does he have a connection with one of you guys like is your phone on live you know, uh, Dan, that's amazing. Oh my gosh. That was too easy. That who was knows. too easy. Well, the other question we were going to ask is <laughs> how many championships out of, uh, has Dudley qualified for out of attempts? And it was amazing that he's only missed four, but how many championships has he made? I still like my question better. <laughs> what was your question? What animal was on uh, his land? Yeah. <laughs> Dan Dan said he's got fiber in his house, so he specifically got that Wi-Fi upgrade just to win. <laughs> just to win everything. Live. Good for I think you, he Dan. A couple week break though, because he's been. He hasn't been Dan, I think you need to submit some of these winnings to the Ike Foundation. Yeah. Speaking uh, of the Ike Foundation, <laughs> um, the Ike Foundation is calling all anglers, uh, old and young. Near and far, the Ike Foundation, Mike Iconelli, and Vegas the Hammer want to fish against you, and we're running a virtual tournament where Ooh. all the donations go towards getting kids fishing in the outdoors. And we're running this tournament until October 30th, so go sign up. Got plenty of time. Has, Good time has, who's who's uh, Vegas and Mike, are they on the board yet? They, they, I believe they're fishing right now. I could be wrong. Uh, they might get out on the water. They might get out on the well, water. Well, speaking of young anglers out in the water doing their thing, our subscriber yeah, of the see. week is Dylan Johnson. Ooh, and, look uh, at that this, spot. This is a wow. three and a half pound spot. He gave me the rundown, the deets on this. He was look, practicing look. for a tournament on Lake Lanier. Uh, look he caught that. it off a deep hump in practice. And on tournament day, they had 13, 39, and got 15th out of 85 boats. 
Almost. Ah, nice. Well done. That's awesome. Yeah. That spot looks like he's six pounds. Yeah. In that picture. What a great shot. Yeah. Cool shot. Spots are such a cool fish. Yeah. Lanier is special. Um, and we've been like the topwater bite that goes on down there in the fall, even is spectacular. Um we should. We need to do a bucket list. Down All there, right, let's go. There. let's go. Let's go. Let's go. It's close. I've never to, called a spot before, so it, it's close to Jeff's house. Yeah. Well, yeah. Me they and Rich are going to Jeff's house in a month or two. <laughs> I I know you guys are. Hey, our ticket window is open, guys. Thanks so much for watching. But man, you got to come in person. It's quite an experience getting face to face and belly to belly with the greatest anglers in the world, like David Dudley. And uh, many, many others. And our uh, win ticket window is open. Uh, Anderson, South Carolina. We are going to be in Gadsden, Alabama, both close to Lake Lanier. Um, Athens, Texas, and Shreveport, Louisiana. We're going to be announcing our speakers. Uh, we have some speakers that are already uh, that are already leaked out, but we have a lot more speakers to be announced uh, real soon. We'll keep you guys in the loop as we develop. Uh, all the things that make Bash University great. So come out and spend January and February with us this year. Go check it out at thebashuniversity.com to get your early bird tickets. We forgot. I almost forgot. That expires tonight. The early bird special expires tonight. So go get yourself signed up and get your tickets now. We will be back next week with uh, a friend of the show. Um, ben Milliken will be joining us from Texas next week and uh you have a question we have a like and share winner thank you for that <laughs> our we like and share winner is jody glenn jody glenn thanks for from kentucky yeah, thanks jody. for watching in kentucky liking and sharing the feed and uh come and hang out with us we're going to be talking to ben made the elites man he just he had a comeback for the yeah. ages uh on That's the awesome. last tournament of the season really amazing stuff uh, we love that guy and what a great job. He's, he's, uh, he's going to be a big splash out on the Bassmaster elites this year. So come and join us next Tuesday, 11 o'clock. Have a great day, everybody.